far out. I hope everyone's heart rate has recovered, but they have done it. The underdog, All Blacks, have beaten the number one side to advance to the semi-finals. It was a match that absolutely went down to the wire. The All Blacks could have lost it at any minute right up until that final whistle. Former All Black and Sky commentator Jeff Wilson has been in the Stade de France in Paris for every nail-biting minute of that game. Jeff, can you believe what you've just seen? Uh, I sort of said during the week it was going to be an epic encounter. And it was, let's be honest. It was a remarkable yes. game of rugby. Yes. And everything we would have expected from these two sides. And first and foremost, you know, let, let's talk about Ireland because they were outstanding. The fact they got behind early, the All Blacks got out to a fast start. A lot of teams in that situation wouldn't find a way to fight their way back into the game. But they did. And, you know, credit has to go to them. But they'll look at this as a massively missed opportunity because the All Blacks reduced to 14 men for 20 minutes of that game. And... Yes, they took advantage of it, but didn't really stress the All Blacks enough so they could come over the top of them at the back end of it. So, I mean, I think Ireland should be really proud of what they've achieved. Um, they gave themselves an opportunity, look, a remarkable stanza at the end of the game. But ultimately, the All Blacks were the team that came out on top because of, probably because of their heart and spirit, you know, because that's what it took. And uh, they scored a, a couple of wonderful tries. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to sort of, you need to sort of look back and, I'm thinking to myself, I probably need to watch the game again because it was so frenetic. It was so fast, so many key moments. But I, th- I think there'll be some things the All Blacks will look at and will go, you know what, we we can probably be a little bit better. And look, discipline was certainly one thing that, that hurt them. But I'm immensely proud of this All Black team, you know, because I think in some circles, a lot of people had written this side off after the first game against France. And now they've given themselves a chance. One more week, that's what they've talked about. They've got another week. They've earned the right. Bring on Argentina. You talked about discipline just then. So two yellow cards and a penalty try. I, there's two ways to think about it. They came back from that. They Yeah, they conceded a, a, a try during the Aaron Smith yellow card, but not in that final 15 minutes when we were without Cody Taylor for 10 minutes. So what what do they take from that? Well, one of the things, the key phrases they have is problem solving. And so you're not, know, you're not sure where those yellow cards are going to come from and what positions they're going to come from as well. So all of a sudden you have to adapt and, then you've got to make changes and you've got to shift. And of course, Brody Retallick has to come off while Dane Coles comes on. And so you bring energy off the bench. And so Tamaiti Williams and Fletcher Newell have to do a little bit of extra work. It means they have to shore up the scrum without an extra body. So the problem solving is the thing that I've become really impressed with. And something they talk about a lot is look, looking for solutions when they get in unusual situations. It's one of those hard ones, I feel, for Aaron Smith because there was no intent to knock the ball down. He's got a fingertip on it. There was a support player and, you know, the law's the law in, in that regard. And so they probably had nowhere to go. I felt Cody Taylor was maybe a little bit unfortunate in terms of no warning, no nothing, immediate yellow card penalty try. I was surprised by that decision. But I think those are things they'll look at and go, could we have been better? But when you're playing with desperation, sometimes those are moments that just happen. And it's what you do off the back of those. Uh, so they should sit in the changing room and be just incredibly satisfied with what was, you know, just an awesome performance. Um you know, in front of a hostile crowd. It was hostile. Let's talk about that crowd for a second, because watching at home back here, anyone that was watching this, the Sky coverage, did they not mic the hucker, or was the crowd just literally that loud that you couldn't hear it? No, they don't mic the hucker for Rugby World Cups. It's something that we do, of course, to, to try and, I suppose, assist uh-huh. and bring the crowd into it. They don't do that here. But in every other game, the crowd's been deadly silent. You could hear a pin drop, not the Irish fans. They felt as though it was there was something they needed to match. And, you know, I think... Um, you know, I can understand that. And so that's why you, you couldn't hear it at home. That's because they felt as though uh, they wanted to show they were behind their team. And they will be proud of, of their team. 
Um, but once again, for another World Cup, Ireland have not made it out of the quarterfinals. And this is probably, to them, one of the biggest surprises. And look, here's, here's where we come down. We've said going into the Rugby World Cup that a really, couple of really good teams are going to be going home after this weekend. And unfortunately for Ireland, it's Ireland. And tomorrow, it's going to be South Africa or France. Do you think that there was that hoodoo kind of played into their head, the Irish head a little bit? Because there was just a couple of moments in that last 15 minutes where you just thought the held up try, uh, the knock on in the last kind of 10 minutes or so where you thought if they maybe weren't overawed by the occasion, they would have been able to capitalise on those moments? Oh, they played awesome. The level of both sides in this game, I think they both lived up to the billing. I think you know, you're talking about just a couple of moments from Ireland. There were a couple of moments from the All Blacks as well. I think they should be really proud of their spirit, the way that they played. You know, you're talking about, well, I don't know, how many, what did we get up to? About 25 phases in the last period of play, the accuracy. They were out on their feet. They were out on their feet. We were out on our feet, you know. And, and you know, I, I think that's going to be the hardest thing for them is the fact they were so very, very close. You know, I will, once again, I'll come back to, though, they turned down point-scoring opportunities, kicks that they could have made. That's what playoff rugby is about, is if you have the right to earn points, you should take them. And as much as yes you believe and back your attack and you think you can win in sevens, rugby world cups, particularly in second halves, quite often the margins are closer and they're in threes. And so I think that's something that they may look back at and regrets. Whereas the All Blacks, every kick at goal they could take, they took. Ian Foster, is this the best game of his All Blacks coaching career? I think it's got to be incredibly satisfying for him. I teased them a bit after the game because you want to be so respectful. And and they are, these players. They want to be respectful of the opposition. You know, they know they haven't won anything yet. You know, all the players respect the fact that they've got next week to deal with. But for Ian Foster, he should sit in that changing room with that group of players, with his coaching staff, remembering they made a big call this week around one of their players not to play them. Would have been easy to, to overlook that. They stuck to their values, their standards. And the team went out there and they delivered. So I think he should enjoy a beer, a wine, whatever he wants to enjoy tonight, because he has earned that. And now, all of a sudden, you know, he's an all-black coach, which has a chance to win a Rugby World Cup. And people were asking a question a year ago whether that was possible. Well, it is possible. So, yes, let's look ahead to Argentina next week. Argentina bet Wales in the other quarterfinal, if no one's aware yet. So we will play them next Saturday. What, what happens now as we look ahead to that game? Yeah, look, it's a short turnaround for them in terms of getting themselves prepared and ready for that. Look, the Southern Hemisphere are two for two right now. Yeah. You know, and South Africa have got an opportunity, and then Fiji as well against England. So, look, I think in terms of preparing this week, uh, you know, they'll look at Argentina and they'll, they'll have the utmost respect for them, given that Argentina didn't look good at the start of the tournament, similar place where we were after round one, but they've built some confidence. Wales had been playing well. They were good today, Argentina. They had to fight back. And uh, I, I think it was, uh, for them, a, a huge performance. And what they've done against the All Blacks in the last couple of years, they've broken new ground. They've had wins against them in Australia and in New Zealand. Look, they should be looking forward to the challenge of the All Blacks. The good part for them is they know their foe now. They know who they're playing. It's not like it's someone they haven't played often. They know the All Blacks and what they're capable of. For the All Blacks, this would have taken a lot out of them. It re- like you, They've had to go to the well, the absolute well. The upside is there's a couple of guys they didn't even play. And, you know, Damien McKenzie didn't play. Finlay Christie didn't play. Dalton Popoli'i didn't play uh, too much. I will, I, I do want to say this about Sam Kane. He had a point to prove. Uh, he took some shots last year from the opposition. And he went out there and he served a message about the fact that he focused on playing rugby. And he should be really proud of that. And, and 
that's the sort of leadership you need if you're going to go on and compete to, and try and win a Rugby World Cup. Jeff, amazing. And hey, we get to talk to you next week. I've got to find another pastry. <laughs> the pastry oh, tour pastry. continues. Pastry shop again. That's oh, great. Look, I'm, look, I'm re- I will say this. I'm really proud of the group. You know, like, um, you know, I, I knew there wasn't too much between these two teams. But sometimes when you win a game the way they've won tonight, um, you're actually a little bit prouder as a little bit because that win mm. came with hearts. That's, that came with effort. That, that wasn't about your rugby ability and skill and talent, potential, all those sorts of things. That's about pure effort and willingness to get up off the ground and get back in the defensive line and make smart decisions under pressure. After three, four, five minutes of defence, those are moments as an all-black that make you really, really proud. Awesome stuff, Jeff. We will catch you next week. And a reminder to everyone else, you can watch all the Rugby World Cup games live on Sky Sport 1. We'll stream them on Sky Sports Now. And Stuff will be streaming a wealth of our coverage on its World Cup hub. That's all from Usable's bonus episode. I'm Jessica McCarthy. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.